Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, I was wondering when the episode that has three sixes would fall in the calendar and the perfection is that it falls on the day that the church celebrates the most holy name of the Blessed Virgin Mary, just four days after we celebrate the birth of Mary, which is a random day, but keeping in the tradition of placing in a liturgical calendar all the important elements of our salvation history so that we can live them. So we celebrate the fact that Mary was born and the feast of the holy name of the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, started actually in my city of Cuenca, Spain in the year 1513, which is an amazing thing that it would fall on this day where I was wondering how do I... um, Imagine I would be conversing about the day where my episode has those three sixes that have to do with the beast in the book of Revelation. It is so perfect that it that it is the celebration of Mary's name, because by that name, the salvation of the world came so that Jesus became one of us because she said yes and because he grew in her womb and was born from her. The, the perfection that also on our readings for today, we have a beautiful story that all of us know in the book of Luke chapter 7, where the centurion comes requesting Jesus to assist him in taking his uh, slave uh, to a place of sickness, from a place of sickness to a place of health. Knowing that he was Roman, he knew he didn't have a right to be asking someone that was of a, of a different culture and of a different faith. But there are people, elders of the Jews, that supported this centurion because he had helped them build a synagogue. And there is a connection between an invader and hated person from a culture that was oppressing the Israelites and the favor that he has gained by acting differently within that culture, by recognizing that something was at work, that he needed to contribute something to it. He displays a sense of respect, the centurion, a sense of understanding the miraculous and the sacred that he contributes even as an an invader to promote the faith practices, understanding that something sacred was happening there. 
and yet we do not know the name of this centurion. So this year, the liturgical um, calendar has the blessed name of Mary falling on the day where we read the story about the centurion that is unnamed. And yet, within our liturgy of the Eucharist, at the very moment in the altar where we recognize that we are about to partake in a meal for which we are not worthy, we remember the words of the centurion and say, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. We take those words from an unnamed centurion, an invader and oppressor to the Israelites, and repeat them at the most holy moment. So this centurion is forever remembered nameless. How wonderful that God gave us a mother and gave us her name. Because in Mary, we have the mother of Jesus. And by being brothers to him, she is our mother as well. And God chose to reveal her name to us. And that is why we can sing with the angels, Hail Mary. Because the angel tells her she has found favor with God. We can join the choirs of angels that have touched the earth and say, Hail Mary, and repeat that over and over. Because in heaven, that is repeated over and over. Because she was the one entrusted, found trustworthy as a young, young woman to take care of this child, most precious, that God was going to touch the earth and become one of us. Jesus does the miracle that the centurion requests. Jesus also says that his faith is profound. They have this incredible exchange where we can place ourselves in that story and understand the emotions that this centurion was feeling and connect with those to connect to the words that Jesus was sharing. He comes with humility. He comes with compassion, this centurion. He comes with eagerness, not simple curiosity, but he comes with the knowledge that the Lord is able to deliver this. Don't you want to have faith like this? I do. Don't you want to be as humble and compassionate as this centurion? I do. These are all qualities that Mary has also and expand. We can expand well beyond those because she is the chosen vessel for Jesus to come to us. She's trustworthy. She's humble. She's compassionate. She's determined. She's attentive. She keeps her eyes on God the whole time through all the trouble, through all the tribulation, all the way to the cross. Her eyes are beyond the crucified body of her son onto God himself to be able to stay steady through trouble and tribulation. So friends, today as we celebrate that we know the name of the mother of Jesus, that God revealed it to us, that angels sing that name saying, Hail Mary, and we repeat it over and over. She proclaims 
the greatness of the Lord. And we proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes again. With Psalm 40, we continue reading about sacrifice, making our life sacred. We can see the centurion making life sacred, expanding a synagogue, creating a place for worship, coming to Jesus with compassion, wanting to extend a miracle from the Lord that he knew could, could do this to someone that was under him and was dying. He rushes to make this happen. So he feels great love in his heart. He's making the life of this slave of his sacred. He is making that moment, putting everything aside and caring about this one person sacred. Ears open to obedience is what the Lord wants. Obedience to what the, to what the moment requires to keep our eyes on God, to be delighted that the law of the Lord is written in our hearts. And sometimes, friends, we can see that someone from another culture like the centurion, another language, not even part of the religion that we might have, is actually expressing that that law of the Lord is written in their hearts because they are proclaiming with their life and with their actions that there is a God above. And they just need to know who that is, what the name of this God is, Yahweh, our Heavenly Father, and what the name of His Son is, Jesus, that He has come to save us. In the first reading for today, the first letter of the Corinthians, Paul continues instructing the community that is figuring out how to live. They are apparently coming together to eat and everybody's bringing their portions and some have a lot, some have none and it's causing dissension and factions and he tells them, the Lord before he died gathered everybody and said, this is my body, do this in remembrance of me and that was bread and then he he uh, gathered a cup and said, this is my blood, do this in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes again. So it's very telling that the church connects these readings in the way that we live them in our daily mass. The Lord says, do this in remembrance of me. And right after that, we repeat the words of the centurion before we receive the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. So Paul is instructing us, just like he instructed the Corinthians, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. And that's what we do every single time that we come together at church. We come, as Jesus said, in remembrance of him to drink of his blood and eat of his body because that is what he instructed us to do. It is not simply a memorial. It is something that says we are part of one body in him. As we celebrate the sweet name of Mary and remember the faith of the centurion and connect to the proclamation of the death of the Lord and the covenant that he left with us of his body and blood. Let us approach boldly the throne of God. Father Almighty, we give you thanks for your great glory. We join the angels in saying Hail Mary because you send a messenger to say that and we join the choirs of angels saying, Hail Mary, because Mary was found to have favor before your eyes. 
to carry the second person of the Trinity. Thank you. Thank you for Mary. Thank you that we can come and repeat that sweet name in the midst of our difficulties to find strength on the journey for one that taught Jesus how to speak, how to walk, how to eat, how to go to synagogue. She gave him the sweetness of his words and the sweetness of his eyes. And we praise you, Father, that Jesus left Mary as our own mother. We ask that her mantle may cover all of us with the love that she covered Jesus with her mantle. And that's just as Jesus called her mother, we imitate him, saying mother too. We pray that those that do not know the name of Jesus may come to know it by knowing the sweet name of Mary. And we ask for these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.